0: Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message.
1: You know, there's some things in life that you only get one chance to do some things. You only get born into this world one time. No reruns, no instant replays, no nothing. Just one time you're born into the world. And as far as your life goes, you only get to live life here one time. You don't get to do that over again either. So what you do, you did, and that's it. You don't get to do it over again. The Bible also tells us that one day we're going to die, and we're only going to do that one time. So we're only born once, we only live once, and we're only going to die once in this old world. Somebody asked me one time, and says, how come you only finished the 10th grade? Well I didn't want to go into the 11th grade. My dad was in the 11th grade. Now I didn't want to be in the same grade with my dad. Of course, you know, that was just a joke. But there are some people who had to repeat, you know, the uh, first grade and the second grade and the third grade and repeat a lot of grades. But sometimes you have to take and repeat a class. Now, there's some people that even get married. How many times are you supposed to get married? Well, once. Uh, If a person dies, you can get married again. But sometimes people get married. Well, it didn't work that time. We'll try it again. And then if that doesn't work, we'll try it again. There's some people in life that, you know, you can try this little religion, and if you don't like that one, well, change to this religion. And if you don't like that, well, change to another religion. And they can just change and change and change. But the day will come when you, you you run out of time. And hopefully, as we go through life, we have found just exactly what we're looking for, and it's the right one, and you can stay on track all the days of your life. Well, sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. Look there in Romans in chapter 7 and verse 15. When it comes to the Bible, there's a lot of times people believe that, um, you know, if I try harder, if I can just get the the right religion and the right rules, and if I obey these rules and regulations, then someday I'm going to make it. I never saw my mom and dad in church. I mean, I'm not talking about when I'm growing up for 18 years. I never saw them in a church. I never saw them read a Bible, and I've never seen them pray. We never had none of that in our home. So I wasn't raised in Church. My daddy was a bootlegger. That means he sold corn in jugs. But I was a little bit like it is right here. Look what he says in verse fifteen. For that which I do I allow not. And for what I would, that do I not. And what I hate, that do I. Well that was me to a T. I had been told and what I'd heard was that if you're good you go to heaven. If you're bad you're going to hell. So I figured if that's true, I'm gonna bust it wide open. But I thought, I, I, I want to try to do the best I can. So, I no, I never drank. I never touched a touched drop. I, I never swore a cuss word. And I never smoked. And I, I figured, you know, if anybody makes it, surely I will. But I didn't know God. I didn't go to church. I didn't read the Bible. And I prayed, though. But I uh, really didn't know who I was praying to. I was hungry for the Lord. I wanted to know if it was true. I wanted to know that. But I didn't want to get trapped in some man-made religion. If then I do that which I would not, I can sin unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. And I knew that the harder I tried, the worse things seemed to get. And even if you say, I'm going to try, I'm not going to do anything wrong. I'm going to do right from now on. You fail. You keep failing. And you fail miserably. We don't live up to our own standard because most religions are nothing more than a different name, a different set of rules and regulations and so you can go to this religion or this religion or this religion or this religion or that religion. And they have a few things they require that's maybe a di- little different than the other. But principally, it's the same thing. What? you got to do this to get there. And if you don't do this, you ain't going. And so I, I didn't know what the rules were. I'd heard that you're supposed to keep the Ten Commandments. But I have to be honest, I didn't even know what they were. Somebody said, we got to believe the Bible. Well, I believed the Bible, but I had no clue what it said. But I did want to go to heaven when I died. But nobody ever told me explained how I could know. Now look what he says in verse 18. This is a very revealing verse. Though this verse and these verses that I'm reading right now is about the apostle Paul after he had been saved for about 25 years. It still is showing you the conflict that we have in our life. With uh, If you're a lost man, that means you're a man that doesn't know where you're going. And you try to earn your way to heaven by trying to keep the law. Because all this is talking about obeying the law. And as much as you want to obey the law, God says there is no flesh to be justified by the law in the sight of God. Why? Because nobody can keep it. Nobody loves the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, body, soul, and strength. Nobody does. Thou shalt not covet. Everybody does. Thou shalt not lie. Everybody does. They say, well, I haven't done all the other ones. So you have to keep the law perfectly or you don't keep it at all. And it doesn't matter which one you break because the wages of sin is death. The soul that sinned shall die. So everybody sins and breaks the law so everybody's condemned. So that's the condition of the whole world. So the law cannot save a man. The law just shows you how righteous God is and how unrighteous we are. So no man can keep it. And this is the frustration in most religions is they're trying to earn something God says is free. Look what he says in verse 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, this old body we have, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find out how do I perform? Or, okay, you, I'm going to keep the law to go to heaven. Well, the problem is, is, there's nothing wrong with the law. See, the law says over there in verse 12, wherefore the law is good, the law is just, the law is holy, the law is spiritual, because God gave it. But there's nothing wrong with the law. It's just the problem is is me. I, I can't keep it. So I find in me, that is in my flesh, I, I got a problem. I got a sinful nature. I sin naturally. Means means it's, it's not against your nature to sin. It is within the realms of your nature. We all do things wrong. We think wrong. We have lustful thoughts. We say wicked things. We hurt people. And we are very covetous. And so we are very materialistic. And we think about the things of the world. So we have a, a problem here. In verse 19 he says, For the good that I would I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. So I wind up doing the very thing that I don't want to do. It would be great if I say, You know what? I am going to live for God for the rest of my life and I'm not going to do anything wrong. from now, Starting today, right now, I'm not going to do anything else wrong. How long do you think I can last? How long do you think this would be good for Now, i got to call what's good what God calls good, and I'll have to call bad what God calls bad. But I preached the other night talking about it's not that bad. Remember, it's not that bad. Because we don't think that what we do is that bad. But what that bad is is very wicked in the sight of God. God requires perfection to go to heaven, and people can't get it. See, to go to heaven, heaven is perfect. For me to get there, I gotta be perfect. Well, heaven is perfect, God is perfect, and to go to heaven, I gotta be perfect. Well, am I perfect? No, I can't go. Okay, who gets to go? Nobody. You mean nobody's gonna be in heaven? Not unless they're perfect. So you can't get to heaven. Nobody in the world. So trying to obey a bunch of rules and regulations and all the religions of the world, religion comes from two Latin words, re and legio, meaning to bind back. There's people trying to do all these good deeds, trying to bind themselves back to God by what they do, And God says, it's not that way. Have you ever got a job and you didn't like that job? You didn't like the boss or whatever it is, so you got another job. Anybody ever done that? I've done that a lot of times. And I've got another job. What about a doctor? You go to a doctor and he tells you something's wrong. I don't like you, I'm going to go to another doctor. And so we go to another doctor. And if we don't like this medicine, we can get some more medicine. So you get chances and opportunities. Isn't it wonderful? We can change our mind a thousand times. And we can keep making corrections all that we want to. But now look there in the book of Romans in chapter 3. I want you to look in Romans in chapter 3. You're right there. Just turn back one page. And look at verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. Death is the wages. That's what you receive because of sin. See, if you didn't sin, yet you wouldn't die you didn't sin, you wouldn't die. Why does everybody die? Because everybody sins. Sin came into the world because of one man. And death by sin. But if we didn't sin, we wouldn't die. The death is not the punishment. Death is not the punishment for sin. But the wages, that's what you earn. You earn the right to die. That's a wage. If you go to... To work and you work for a week, and the guy on that Friday gives you a paycheck. Well, you earned that. Well, God says to die. You earned that. You earned the right to die. That's physical death. So we all die because we earned it. But punishment in the book of Hebrews, in chapter 9, verse 27, is appointed unto every man once to die, and after this, the what? Judgment. The judgment is the punishment. So everybody's going to die but there is a judgment after that if there's anything that you and i ought to be right on because you don't get another chance some things you can change your job and you can even get another woman you can get another boyfriend or get another girlfriend and you can uh, you know do a lot of things like that get another doctor on this issue of how to go to heaven once life is over you better get it right do you understand the consequences if you don't get it right? You get one chance at this. In this life, in this life only, you got one chance to get it right. And look at how many religions there are. And you got one Bible and look how many different translations that you can come out with. And how many different views you can come out with. You say, how do I know which one's right? If you're a Mormon and born in a Mormon family, guess what your Mormon parents are going to try to teach you to be? Mormon, if you're born and your parents are Jehovah's Witnesses, what do you think they're going to try to teach you to be? And if your parents were Catholic, what are they going to try to teach you to be? And not on down the line, every religion tries to convince their kids, and anybody else they can, they're right, and if they're right, they're wrong. All religions can't be true. They can't all be right. Somebody's right. Somebody's wrong. How do you know? All I got is my little old people ain't up here, and I got all these thoughts and these various religions. How do I know which one's right? Well, God broke it down so we could understand the truth of it and how easy it really can be. So, take your Bible and look there in the book of 1 John chapter 5. 1 John and chapter 5. I love this verse. I didn't know it was in the Bible. Until I was 18. But in 1 John chapter 5. Look there in verse 13. And look what it says. These things have I written unto you. That believe on the name of the Son of God. That ye may know that you have what? Eternal life. So does the Bible say that you can know you have eternal life? It says you can know it. And it says there. These things have I written unto you that Believe. It's not to those who join the church, keep the Ten Commandments. You know, it's just those that believe. And it's written to those that believe on somebody, on the name of the Son of God, which is Jesus Christ. If you believe on Jesus Christ, these things have I written unto you that do that. He didn't write to everybody that believes whatever they want to believe. Only those who believe this, that you can know you have eternal life. Because not everybody else can know it. If you try to earn your way to heaven. He never said you can know you're going to heaven if you earn it. He never said if you went to church you can go to heaven. No. He didn't say that. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9. These are two very important verses. Look what he says in verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves it is the what? Gift of God. And get verse 9. Not of works Lest any man should boast. So we know this. Can you know you can go to heaven? Yeah. Can you know you have eternal life? Yeah. Can you earn it? No. Not of works. So not of works means not of works. Somebody said, well it all depends on how you interpret it. Okay, how would you interpret not of works? I interpret it not of works. It means you don't earn it. If it says not of yourself, that means there's nothing that I do. There's nothing that I do. That will save me. In other words, nothing that I have to depend upon me doing or getting done. Trusting means that I am dependent upon somebody else to do the the work. So if I trust Christ, then that means my going to heaven depends upon Christ, not upon me. Depends on him. Now he said he would save me, he will give me as a free gift everlasting life. And if he gives me everlasting life, it will last for how long? It'll last forever. And that way you can know that you're going to heaven when you die. Look in Titus in chapter 3. The book of Titus. In chapter 3. Where he makes the statement in verse 5. Not by works of righteousness. Which we have done. So there's not. I'm not saved because I did some works of righteousness. Not because I did something. I know I'm going to heaven because I did. No. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. But according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit and so that in verse 7 that being justified by his grace grace means unmerited means you don't deserve it grace means you do not deserve to be saved and God says you're saved by grace if you're saved by your works then it can't be grace remember that illustration I gave you not long ago my coat on that's works my coat off well that's grace so he says that uh, if it's by works, then it can't be by grace. Otherwise, work isn't work. But if it is by grace, then it can't be by works. Otherwise, grace isn't grace. See how simple that is? If God says it's free, that means you don't earn it. No code. But if you believe it's by your works, well then, see, that, that messes it up. Now, either if it's free, or you've got to earn it, but it can't be both ways. You see, God's going to save me and take me to heaven and don't cost me anything. He did all the work, he saves me by His grace and it's a gift. It's not by my works. And He'll give me eternal life. Well, if He gives me eternal life and it's forever, then where am I going to go when I die? Well, I'd go to heaven. But if it's by my works, how would I know if I'm trusting in my works to help me? All you've got to do is if, if, if I don't do the things right, I don't have the works, will I still go? Now, if I won't get there, Because I didn't perform, then I was trusting in my works to get me there. Because if it's totally by grace, there's nothing that can keep me from going to heaven. Either he paid for all my sins or he paid for none of my sins. If all my sins are paid, how many would I have to pay for if he paid for all of them? None. Let me show you a simple illustration. This hand represents you and me and wallet represents sin. We all have sin. On us. God says we all have a sinful nature. And so that's why we produce the sin. But to get to heaven. I got to be perfect. I can't have no sin. Well that's the problem. I can't get into heaven. Because God won't allow sin into heaven. So that's why I can't go. You can't either. So what happened was. God says. The wages of sin. Because you sinned. You deserve something. For that. So God says. I'm going to pay you. And the payment for this sin is death. You get to die. That's physical death. Everybody died. But when you die, it also carries with it eternal separation from God in a literal fire burning hell. So there we are. We cannot save ourselves. We can't change the situation. We can't do anything for ourselves. God says you cannot save yourself. It's not what you can do. So you don't have to go to church to go to heaven. And you don't have to give money to go to heaven. You can't buy your way there. Well, how can I get there? This hand represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord. God in the flesh came into the world because He loves us, but He hates our sin because it separates us from Him. So what Christ did for one person, He did for everybody in the world. He took all the sin, paid for it on the cross, came back from the dead, and said that if we would believe that He did it for us, He'd put that payment to our account, and we would go to heaven on what Jesus Christ did for us. That's a gift. That's free. Where am I going when I die? I'm going to heaven. Why? Because, see, my sins have all been paid. He paid for how many of my sins? All of them. And when Christ died on the cross 2,000 years ago, how many of our sins were in the future? All of them because we weren't even born yet. Well, can He pay for our sins before I commit them? Well, He did. But He hasn't died since I've been born. That means if he's already died to pay for all of my sins. He paid for my sins from the time I'm born to the time that I die. He made a payment for my sins. All of them. So if I accept that payment he made for me. Then I have a payment for all of my sins. Not past sins. Not just present sins. But all my sins. So I have a payment for all of my sins. And he puts that payment to my account. I get to go to heaven on what Christ did for me. That's a gift. That's free. I didn't earn it. didn't work for me. If I offered you my wallet and you accepted it, what would you have? Empty wallet. And if I offered you my Bible and you accepted it, you would have a Bible. When would you have it? When you accept it. So this is why salvation is of the Lord. You don't earn it. You can't work for it. You cannot buy it. Now, one of the best illustrations, I believe, that's ever used in the Scriptures to explain how a man is saved. And remember this. There is no illustration in the Bible. None. Anywhere in the book that ever says that God saved a man and then the man got lost and then got saved again? No place in the Bible. So once God saves a man, he's saved for how long? Forever. Because God says, I'll never cast you out. John chapter 6. He said, I'll never lose you. He says, and I've given to you eternal life. No man is able to pluck you out of my Father's hand. What it means is this. Here's the Lord. Here's me. When I trust Christ as my Savior, He saves me. So that means my going to heaven depends upon Him keeping His word. So if I trust Him, He said He'll save me and He said He'll never cast me out. He said He won't lose me. He said no man can pluck Him out of my hand. Me or anybody. You can't pluck yourself out of His hand. So this is how I know... I'm going to heaven when I die because my going to heaven depends upon him keeping his word. Now, does God lie? No. He says, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Now, religions, all religions, you can add them into this category, is that they believe here's the Lord, whatever they want to call Him, and here they are. They believe that if they get a good grip on God, I believe on God, and I've turned from my evil ways, confessed all my sins and repented and all the rest of it. And now I'm going to walk that straight and narrow way and I've done everything. But if I start doing anything wrong, I can slip away. I'm See, I'm sliding away. Now I'm lost and I've got to get saved again. And then if I don't do right, i got to pray through, hang on, let go, let God. And, and there I am again. See, this isn't worth the quarter. Because this means I am saving me But of course, I'm talking about God. I can talk about Jesus Christ and how I'm trusting Christ. I'm trusting Christ to take me to heaven. Am I trusting Christ to take me to heaven? No. My salvation depends on me because this is why people in this world, they believe you can get saved today and go to hell tomorrow. If they can lose their salvation, that's because it's in their hands. depends on how strong they are. Can they hang on? Can they endure to the end? See, their salvation doesn't depend upon Him. It depends upon themselves. That's not the Bible. That's man-made religion. So all the religions that teach you have to do something by the way you live, you'll get to heaven. Or you've got to keep that way. And, oh yeah, I'm trusting in Jesus Christ. He's the only way and all that. I'm trusting Him in grace and by no works and so forth. Yeah, I know you say all of that. But see, your salvation doesn't depend on Christ. It depends on you because you believe you can lose it. They either believed one or two things. See, you don't believe that Christ meant what he said or did what he said he did. What did he say? He said, if you trust me, I'll give you everlasting life and never cast you out. Oh, no, that's what he said. Do you believe it? The other one was, you don't believe he did what he said he did. What was that? He paid for all my sins. Well, if all my sins are paid, what sin can condemn me to hell? If all my sins are paid. All of them paid. And the guy said, well, you can commit suicide. I said, is that a sin? He said, Yes. Paid. I said, pay. Says, said, paid. All sins paid. Either you believe it or you don't believe it. I said, you don't believe the Bible. Jesus Christ tells the story of the man hanging there on the cross. Right beside of him. And he said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus says, today shalt thou be with me where? In paradise. Here's a man hanging on the cross. Had he done anything wrong? Oh yeah, he was a thief. He was one of those that was hanging there. He was down on the cross. What did he do? Did he have to join a church? No. I joined the church. I was 18 years old. You know what church was the first church I ever joined? Northside Baptist Church right here. I trusted Christ as my Savior right here 46 years ago. Down here in Parkview apartment. And Betty's dad got me to come out to the church. and so I came out here. And this is where I joined the church. But you know what I had to do also? Have I ever been baptized? Yes, I was baptized where? Right there in this baptistry. Forty-six years ago. So, was I baptized? I've been baptized. But, you know, it's the joining this church. This church can't get me to heaven. Or the church would be my Savior. If I... Um, the man that baptized me, his name was Virgil Edwards. He was the pastor here. Well, if I had to be baptized in order to be saved... Well, the man that baptized me would be my Savior. Because if I can't be saved without being water baptized, well, the one who baptized me did a work for me, I owe him my salvation. Is my salvation should be owed to a man? No. But was I baptized? Yeah, I was baptized. But you see, that doesn't save you. It doesn't give you eternal life. It's a picture. Me and my wife, we ran away and got married. Anderson, South Carolina. There was no photographers there. Nobody there taking pictures and so forth. And we signed the little page. It was a justice of the peace. Found out later it was a secretary of war. But anyway, we got married. 18 years old. We have had a lot of pictures since then. But when people get married, it's because, you know, they take pictures. The picture doesn't marry you. It's only a picture of your marriage. When I um, stand in the water, that's a picture of Christ on the cross. And when I go under the water, that's a picture of my burial. When I come up out of the water, that's a picture of my resurrection. So when I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, buried, rose again for me, and because I believe that, then every person who believes that is to be water baptized. So I'm, Placed under the water. I come up out of the water. And that's a picture of my death, burial, and resurrection. But this doesn't save me. I do this because I am saved. Join the church. Am I a member of the church? Yes, I join the church. But I don't do that to go to heaven. That little deed that I did in that little old living room. I was born into God's family that day. That minute. That very second. God became my heavenly father. I became his child. He said he'll never cast me out and never lose me. That was the best news I ever heard in my life. Because see, if you're going to heaven, depends upon anything that you have to do. You don't never know if it's enough. You won't know when you die if you're really going to go to heaven. You've got to hope all your life. I have known beyond a shadow of a doubt. I know I have eternal life. I know I'm going to heaven when I die. Best news in all the world. That's what being saved means. Being saved means you're saved from something to something. I was saved from hell to heaven. He that believeth on me, you have it. You got it. It's so simple. It's free. It's a gift.
0: Telling someone how to go to heaven is the greatest thing we can do in this life. To prepare you, Pastor Yankee Arnold is offering you his book, Gospel Driven Man, absolutely free. Gospel Driven Man explains in simple steps how to successfully share the gospel. To get your free copy of Gospel Driven Man, write to Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Or email Yankee Arnold at Yankee at com. That's Yankee at com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at YankeeArnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634
1: Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound and we will be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day believing that the Lord is coming soon and just keep looking up.
0: Amazing grace amazes me.